The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Yo, yo, what's up? Chris Sims is here. Pauly Burmeister. Oh, it's been a while. Man? It has been a while. Couple I mean, you've been avoiding me. How dare you? It was what at are least, you doing? It was at least before Christmas. You're my work mistress yeah. and you haven't been around. So that's, I know. I'm really I'm Playing hard to get. I figure you might like me better if I was right. around less. Yeah, okay. All right. You're, you're right. I do. I like you better. <laughs> and this is what happens when I'm gone. You like spruce the place up. <laughs> there, right. Yep. It was, what is this? A new table altogether. New Big table. time. Things are going on the up and up here with the Chris yeah. Sims Unbutton yeah. podcast. 2020 okay? is looking good. 2020 is looking good. Cha-ching, winning. Um, All right, we got a good one today. First off, the big fucker, I think he's listening right now. He will be on here in a second. All right, and that is, of course, my father, Phil Sims. We're going to do a divisional round preview breakdown, X's and O's, okay, everybody out there? But it's not going to be on the audio portion of this podcast. If you want to check out what we're going to do breaking down, I'm going to get in front of the Telestrator today and break down some key elements to what every team does in these matches matchups and we're going to go through it so if you want to check it out it's youtube.com slash nbc sports you'll see it there i'm going to break down something from each game that really jumps out to me schematically now within that let's talk a little bit about the recent news all right uh dad you there what's up dad yeah oh yo yo i'm yo, here yo 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 oh man paul i mean yeah. please yeah. how do you put up with it yo yo i'm just just listening it's just you how just I talk. To, yeah. I don't know. You know, I talk yeah. to everybody like that except for my father. So I guess it's probably the most. When you go to your, when you go to your dad's house, I don't go yo yo. Don't walk in and say yo yo. What's no, up, dad? No, I usually just I don't know. What do I usually say to your dad? I usually just give him a hug and tell him I love oh, him. Oh, he puts his big old mitts on me and starts grabbing me and saying, "Hey, hey get him off there." Yeah. You know, I might be older than you, but my ass still will get you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, I fought many wars. I know how to play. I know how to play dirty and cheap and first. That's that's keto good fight. Well, dad, dad was always frustrating i mean dad's got like you know he's got dad strength right yep let alone he's just strong and then mm-hmm. he's got like kentucky country strong strength right <laughs> and terrible. you know I, I used to be embarrassed going to the gym with dad because like here i would be like 28 years old yeah and dad and i'd be over there doing like dumbbell bench press and he would beat me <laughs> using the 90s at like the age of 52 and i could do 90s yeah. dad'll tell you i could do hundreds and everything like that but dad could always like push it up for reps with like the 110s and things like that where if i did even now i don't know now i just know the Big last Phil. time we did it it was still if, impressive if you were going to rep out 12 reps on the dumbbell bench what would you use oh well i don't I, i'm not crazy anymore 
I I'm giving <laughs> I'm, I'm um, I throw the challenge flag. Let's call Al River on. No, All no, right? I'm respecting my age. Okay. I really am. Wow, uh, finally. But saying that, I just got a little frustrated. I don't know what it is. So yesterday I was in my house, I worked out and I did uh Three sets of ten with hundred pound dumbbells. No way. That's all, I, yeah, I'm only, only up to hundreds. I don't doubt it. No, one hundred individually yes. or combined. Yeah, with the one hundred. No, no. What do you mean? Two one hundred yeah, pound dumbbells. Two, yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? I Paul? thought maybe like a no. fifty, 50 on each and side. a fifty. No, yeah, yeah. You're talking. The first of all, the Sims family can move some. One hundred. Okay, we can move some. Yeah, weight. I do hundreds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Definitely. it's nothing. I was, um, you know, God, I don't know. When I when I played, that was we. We well, trained. We trained. I, I I know, but that, that it's been a while. No, but I know Dad didn't stop. But when he's trying to tell you he's not as crazy anymore, that means yes, like just as of last year, Dad was still going in and squatting and moving weight around. Like he was like, "Hey, uh, Coach Parcells might call me to come back." <laughs> so I think <laughs> he ready. just realized it's over. We yeah. just got to that point. Oh shoot! Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. No, but I am. I have definitely changed the way I'm training because uh, you know it just beats you up. You know, yeah. it's a, there's a reason why. And but the thing about this Paul yeah and why I can still lift weights this age and I don't have any of those problems guys get and all that because I know how to do it right I've been around great people who teach you how to do it That's and right. where you just don't injure yourself and right. over time that that gets all you go to the gym and everybody's got sore shoulders of this because yeah. they you know they spend most of their time benching and, right. and they're doing it wrong and it's it just it doesn't take long and all of a sudden oh my shoulder hurts yeah no kidding yeah. And this is why. So it's been good. It's a, it is what it is. It's good to talk to you guys. So what are we going to talk about? Well, coaches. Let's, yeah, let's go to coaches because I, right, I know you and I we, I, I don't, we haven't even discussed this yet. So I, I have no idea your thoughts. But let's go within the timeline. Well, let's if you would call me yeah. back every once in a while when I call you. I see, call you. Here we go. When your kids get older, they will ignore you. They and they only do. call you when they want yeah, something. But yeah. oh, go ahead, Christopher. I called you Monday night, jerk. All right. All right. I called well, so you back. Let the facts get in the way of a good story. So uh, shut up. I called you. I have it right here, so he can see this. <laughs> see. I know you did. Okay. I said let's don't yeah. let the facts get in the way. Uh, okay. I'm just, you said you called Dad. Nine fifteen. Yeah, that was two nights ago. Two days Monday ago. Night. I'm just. Yeah. I'm going big picture, not just one day. Okay, uh-huh. go ahead. All right, here we go. But yeah, big picture. You're right. Okay, I could call a little bit more. I get it. I got you. All right. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Timeline. First off, your thoughts yes. right away with the, the big hiring that you know came about on Sunday uh, with with Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it came about on Monday, but we were hearing rumors about it Sunday. Yes. What was your first thought when you when you heard about that marriage? Not surprised. I, I really thought it would work, and and I thought that's where he would go once the process started. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy. I did you know enough Green Bay games. I didn't do like. 50 of them or 90 like I did with the Patriots. But we were up there every chance that CBS has. You know, we're going up to cover the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and everybody else. So I I thought that the Cowboys would be a little enamored with him because he is truly buttoned up. I think I heard you say this yesterday morning or I can't remember. What is today? Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, you said it on Monday. And, um, or no, yesterday. You were not on the day. Right. Whatever. Mike McCarthy, when I would go watch him practice and the whole thing and what they did, I'd just walk away and go, wow, they are so buttoned up and so function so well as a team and all that. And just to be funny, I go, they make Russia look like they're liberal over there. You know, (laughs) that's how it was with him. And um, 
He did a great job. Sorry, my phone's going off. Let's turn this thing off. It's it's only my wife, so she won't care. We know it's not um, your son, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know it's a good one, Paul. But, you know, so it, it really was. The practices were really good. They were – everybody practiced hard, all that. And he is a super anal uh, – Right. Get it right guy. And I think all that, when he makes his presentation to the Cowboys, they had to go, wow, this is – not that Jason Garrett wasn't, but this is different. Right. And his, when he walks into the room, man, even we do production meetings. He'd walk in. I got. I'm being honest. I was a little scared. Not scared, <laughs> but wanted to make sure I was ready with some good questions because I didn't want to annoy him. It's kind of like uh, going to see Bill Belichick. Yeah. Huh. Man, it's just, have it's a just good business, thought. right? It's business, and he's he's well. Yeah, no, he was really good. He liked to talk about other things. Hey, how you guys doing? You know, he'd ask about my kids and how you got this, that. I see you guys last week were so-and-so. What would you think of this? And it was loose. But still, I, when it came time to getting down to business, I wanted to make sure, man, I really knew what I was talking about. And I was making, always made sure I was asking him the right questions. I don't know. I was just afraid he might get mad at us. <laughs> but so I really like that because yeah. no matter what you say, the word culture is thrown around way too much. Well, I'm, what does it mean? Well, he's one of those guys where it all connects, and he tries, even though it wasn't quite that way in Green Bay and it won't be that way in Dallas, he wants to connect everybody into one group. Uh, but he probably won't quite get that done. Didn't have it really in Green Bay because they said, I don't know if he had decision-making uh, opportunities. Yeah, which he didn't. I don't know. He did I, I doubt if he did right. because – you know, coaches don't want to build everything through the draft. You know, you said that. Yep. You know, every once in a while, let's go get a free agent right. that can really help us right mm-hmm. now. Right. And uh, Yeah, but, he wasn't afforded so, that luxury when he was there as a the head coach. Right. They didn't do no, that. No, no. But the good thing is he's going down there to a team that's ready, so there won't be a tremendous amount. Of, I'm sure he's very excited when he looks at the, this. This is going to be a different offensive line than he's probably ever had right? and, and all that. The quarterbacks, have, you know, he's a player, receivers. So there's a lot to start with. It's a great opportunity for him, and, you know, I'm glad he's back in football. Yeah. I'm with you. What a different quarterback-coach relationship he can look forward to as well because he, he's not going to have the best quarterback in the league anymore, but he can develop somebody Definitely. and be around somebody that, um, I mean, Aaron had his own opinions, his own ideas, and Dak probably does to a certain extent too. But I would think if I'm Mike McCarthy, uh, you refresh not only by, hey, I, I have a second chance, but a completely different kind of quarterback-coach relationship than what yes. he had recently. Well, that's a good one, Paul. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott is a pleaser. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, not saying he isn't, but, you know, he's kind of his own man. And right. he has thoughts, and he wants his thoughts you know, brought into the conversation or whatever. But uh, Dak Prescott, you know, I, I just I just based this on when I met him, have talked to him, been around him, watched him. And everything. You know, he's just, whatever you tell him to do, he's going to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, even if he thinks good. it's wrong, he's going to still run. Hey, yeah. I want you to run over and do that. And he's not going to go why he'll just go yes sir and do it right so that that'll be a little different for mike mccarthy and um i think it's going to be really good for dak prescott because everything will be black and white there's no gray areas yeah 
And I, I think players like that, too. I uh, really definitely. do. Yeah. Yes, gray area so. is frustrating as a player because then you don't know. Then, then there's too much wiggle room when the grading yeah. of the film comes around. Right? Yeah, and you go, that's oh, right. You know, that, that's not fair. You, you know, you're leaving gray area for where you're going to be able to protect your own ass as a coach. They go, well, we kind of taught it this way. Yeah. No, but you also kind of taught it that way. And yeah. players hate that. Gray area sucks. I also think yeah, it's no, a huge... Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's tough. But he, there, like I said, there's no gray area with him. So I, I think that'll be... It's just interesting. You know, the other one, hiring Mike Nolan. I'm a big Mike Nolan fan. I get you. I'm right with you. I, yeah. and, and, you know, listen, you said it, and I, I'm not saying it because I heard you say it, but he's... He will do a little bit of everything, right? And uh, you know, and that's going to be a shock to a lot of these Dallas defenders, that the, the ones that hang around after this year's over, because it's not going to be, oh, we got a couple things here, and we're just going to play fast, right? And do what we do. No, you're going to be thinking, and you're going to do what we do and play fast. And Mike Nolan has been very creative on the defensive side, and he's a he's a great. Um, I had him for one year when I was under Dan Reeves. Yeah, he was our defensive coordinator. Right, yes. Right. And I had he him one great. year in 2009 uh, when I was with the Denver Broncos. That's right. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. You were out there with him. Yeah. yeah. So he, he knows how to talk to everybody. He does. You, you know, there's just a way about him, and he's a really good teacher. And, you know, look, I like Jason Garrett a lot. I consider him a friend. Yeah. And I feel I really felt terrible for him. And, um, but, you know, some of these changes they have made I think are really good, and de the defensive coordinator was a really good move by Mike McCarthy. All right, wait, last thing here before we move on, all right, just into the next next coaching cycle. Just I'd like you, what, what what's your take on the Cowboys fans or people who go, you know, his McCarthy's offense ran stale in, in Green Bay? Like, what would you say to those people? And do you like that Kellen Moore is, as of we know right now, is going to stay on the staff too and, and be a part of the offense? Yeah, I think I kind of like that Kellen Moore is going to be on there, yes. Yeah, yeah, Kellen Moore is another yes man. Right. And he, he does what he's told to do, and I think it will be a good combination. I covered the Packers long enough to know I watched their offense go from one extreme to the other. Yeah, right. And think back to when they did win the Super Bowl, Paul, which was a long time ago, the Packers. Almost 10 years, yeah. Yeah, they're down there. They're playing Pittsburgh. Think about the throws that Aaron Rodgers made that game to win. There was about, I think, six throws that you just went, wow. Right. And I think the last one he made was right down the middle towards yeah. the end of the game to win it to James Jones. Would that be right? I think you're right. Sounds no, right. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And Ryan Clark was coming from the backside, and he just threw a laser that Ryan Clark couldn't get to. Yeah. Could get, yeah, he threw a touchdown. Now I'm talking about he got a big first down late. He did throw a touchdown where the Pittsburgh Steelers baited him into throwing it but he threw it so hard and fast that they couldn't get there quick enough. Right, yeah, right. And I think the comment might have been by Ryan Clark. He goes, we worked and worked on this, but apparently, of course, we didn't have anybody could throw it as hard as Aaron Rodgers threw it, so the timing was a little off. It was right. pretty funny when you read the whole synopsis or whatever of how they were ready for it. I can see the play right now. Yeah. If you're looking down from the stadium, from the booth, it would have been to the right, right. and it was right down the middle. And, um, you know, so I saw that offense, and I'll never forget, the following year I was doing a game in Green Bay, and we were talking about the offense, and Mike McCarthy says, look, I'm just drawing up as many ways as I can and whatever to get balls deep down the field with seams and these kind of cuts and all yeah, this. Right. And I just go, yeah, man, I, you know, I remember going, it's exciting. I, I think I even said, yeah, it's exciting to watch the way y'all throw the ball. Right. 
And then I don't know when the transformation happened. It's uh, I like everything, probably over the course of two or three years, they became let's run a slant and let's run in the flat. Right. I mean, that's, right. it became the number one play by far. You're right. It became yeah. shotgun and just let's find a way to throw the ball six or seven yards and occasionally taking a shot. And that's where it changed. But well, you know, Ben McAdoo, I'll never forget this. Yeah. This has nothing to do with it. He came to the Giants. They played the Philadelphia Eagles and they threw flant, uh, slant flat 21 times. Yeah, you hear right. me? Right. Wait. In the first half. That's in, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> 21. Insane. Yes. Uh, right. and now, the other side might have been double slant, so <laughs> we really mixed it up. I'm sure because, it was. Yeah, it was. It was double slant and slant flat. Yes, they did it 21 times in the first half, and I just was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and, if you're a receiver, and, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, I don't know what you say. Right. Uh, you're not happy, but that, that's the way – hey, that's what he knew – that's what he experienced on the Green Bay, and that's what he was teaching. Before we move on to the yeah, next coach, right. I, I think it's a huge plus that Mike McCarthy was out for a year. The guy climbing the ranks, quarterback coach, coordinator, yeah. head coach. I mean, when was the last time you got to sit back and watch what the schemes, how no they're doubt. working on Sunday and on no Saturday doubt. as well, and yeah. not have to worry about game planning sure. an hour later? So I'm sure it was frustrating for him at times. I think it's a giant plus that he got to step back and, and be out of it for a year. Agreed. Hey, show up this season. Yeah. No, no doubt. Listen, be around his family more, which I know yeah. that's always a problem. So that's it. And I'm sure his wife said, hey, we love you having him being around, but uh, when but, you going back to coaching? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> right, the job, right. right. But, yes, in, in many things, um, just to watch everybody from afar, we always have a different perspective, you know, when you do that. And I'm sure he is going to incorporate ideas that he learned and saw that he knows yes. that are proven to be parts a part of an NFL offense, and that will change him too. And so that—that's I'm really can't wait to see that. Um, and he need—they need to do that. I thought Kellen Moore, as the year went on, got stuck into grooves. Right. And what did I tell you one week? I think they stood. They didn't move a guy in formation. Well, it was the Holly, Eagles game? There was no. The it went back to the old way of like no motions, no shifts. No motions, yeah. no movement. Let's don't make them think. Right. And you know that's good for some teams. Pete Manning. Didn't move people. Yeah, right. But it didn't matter. No. He just he was gonna get snapped the right it three play. times. Yeah, right. Saw what you're going to do, and he had four checks for that defense, and he called one of them, and they greased you. Yeah. So uh, it, it, I, I can't wait to see. Well, I can. I, I want to get through this season right now. But I, I'm interested to see what that uh, Dallas offense looks like with Mike McCarthy there. Yeah. All right, Carolina. A completely different way. I mean, Mike McCarthy, proven commodity in the NFL. Matt Rule from the Big 12 to the NFC South. Huge think? contract. Uh, oh, my God, breaking. I know. I mean, it's going to change like, the NFL landscape. Like Double-digit millions per well, year. Well, I mean, you just look at a guy like Josh McDaniels, first of all, and you go, well, how can he even take a job and not say, I want $9 million a right? year? I mean, yeah. how could he not? But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Dad. Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, what were your thoughts there? Well, you, you know, I, I heard David Tepper say he wants to – he loves the New England blueprint or whatever. I don't know if that's – what Matt Rule is, but I know Matt Rule is a great overseer. He won't really be involved too much. He's not going to be game planning offense and defense, but he's going to be one of the because his, his style is he's going to stick his finger in everything. Yeah, well, tell like tell people that like because not everybody can grasp that concept. Like tell like tell people like how. Bill Parcells used to come into a meeting room and like wasn't into the X's and O's, but would tell you guys something, and you'd go, "Okay, we got to do that." Like, explain well, that. Well, he 
Yeah, listen, and and that's who Matt Rule is. Right. You know, he grew up in this area. Yes. Who do you think he probably idolizes and talks to is Bill Parcells. Right. So, yes, and Bill was great at it. He, of course, knew, but he wasn't going to get into the dirty details. He would walk in, and Tom Coughlin was on the staff with Charlie Weiss. and Ron. Oh, We had all these great coaches in our offense today. How about the board, the game plan for the week? Right. And, you know, on that Monday night, and Parcells would walk in and go, look, this team we're playing, let's say it's the Washington Redskins. I don't want to see any passes towards Daryl Green. I don't want to see this. Don't tell me how smart we are. We can't block, you know, uh, the two edge Dexter rushers. Manley and Charles Yeah, Mann, and, right? and man, yeah. We right. can't block them, so I want this, I want that. And he would go up and get the eraser and go, get rid of this and get rid of that. And he would start just wiping plays off the board. And the time he got done, there was like nothing left. Right. And, of course, Tom Coughlin believes in 500 plays, and he would be freaking out the whole week. I don't know what we're going to do. we got no plays. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? He was a wide receiver coach, right. and the game would be over. We scored 35 points, and Tom Coughlin would say to me on the bus or coming across the field, he'd go, he, he's unbelievable. He, he's just he's – he's unbelievable. He's a genius. You know, he, he – he finally, after it happened, understood what Bill was doing. Right. And he would do that on both sides of the ball and special teams. Right. He coached the returners. He coached the kickers. I mean, everything. He coached everybody. And you, know, you think that's what Matt Rule will bring to the table there? Because I know he will. Yeah. I know that's who he is. Yeah, right. I, I know that for a fact. That's, that's who he is. He's an overseer, and he will stick his finger in there with everything. And, you know, he has a way about him. He's rough. Yes. But he does it in a good way. Yeah. You know, he might, you know, I always hate to compare him to Bill, but he might just yell at you and say things, but it's just, it doesn't offend you where you're just so mad about it or hurt or hurt your feelings. And I think, you know, any good coach, and I would think you guys agree with, you know, you do treat everybody differently, you know how to do it. And you know who the guys are. And if you can't relate to each player in the room, then you're not a good head coach. Yeah, right. You know, I don't want to hear that, That oh, because I know there are guys out there. They're just socially, they're head coaches, they're socially awkward, and they just don't know how to relate to all the guys to talk to them, to make them be part of the program and right. to really buy into what they're preaching. Right. Yeah, so, Rule obviously has that to build. So I'm really interested. Yeah, yeah, I'm really interested to see how he does. I think more than anything, I'm. We know the NFL. It is a lot about coaching. Yes, and who is he going to get as his coordinators? Yeah. I, I'm. I'm really anxious to see that. If you're Matt Rule here, before we move on to the next one too, if you're Matt Rule, what would you think your thoughts would be with Cam Newton as you walk into that building as far as the future there? Um, I think he's going to keep Cam. That would be my first thought. Yep. You know, of course, there's things to look at, money, health, all that. But if it's all, you know, within the realm of okay or whatever, that I think he will keep Cam Newton. He will like that. Because I think, you know, down deep, he wants to kind of control the game in a certain way, and yeah. Cam Newton would really fit that bill. Yeah, right. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So, all right, all right. let's go to our, uh, our favorite team. There we go. The G-Men. All right. Yep. Um, Joe Judge. You know, I was surprised by this. I worked with Joe Judge, just for everybody out there. I was in New England with him. He was a special teams assistant right there. Right. Great coach, great energy. As you always know with any special teams coach, always great energy and the ability to talk to players and do all that. So that's what he brings to the table. I'll say for me, 
I was surprised that the Giants went this why? way. I, I just, you know, I guess. And, and I ask why, yeah. not only because it's, it, it's always right. a good question in the middle, but I mean, Nick Saban background, Bill Belichick sure. background. Well, of course, of course well, somebody wants to give him a chance. You're right. Yeah, okay, I get you. And to me, that's what I think, really, I mean, that's what it lines up to me and it looks like in a lot of ways. That, yeah. You know, the Mara family got a lot of great recommendations from Belichick, from a Nick Saban that might have sold them on that. Um, you know, I guess I just didn't expect the Giants mm -hmm. to go this route, too. I, everything I knew from people around the NFL, he was headed to Mississippi State as the head coach, too. Right. right. So they're just, I guess it was a shock to me that way. And I guess I thought maybe the Giants would try to attract maybe a little bit of a bigger name yeah. uh, that way. But what were, your, what were your thoughts, Dad? Well, yeah, I, I was completely, of course, I heard Joe Judge's name in different ways and yeah. all that, just through the grapevine, whatever. I don't even call people to ask. You know, people tell me some things sometimes. And, and uh, yeah, I was very surprised. I thought they would interview Josh McDaniels again to see if that could work, because right. I figured Josh McDaniels has really got to like the quarterback situation down there. The Giants, like many teams, have enough parts where you're not just going into a depleted football team where you can't kind of have success right away. Right. Uh, so I think the Giants did what Carolina uh, did. They they went out and got somebody that's going to be the guy in the middle, the right. overseer. Right. And he's going to hire coordinators and, and, and try to do it the same way. That would be my reasoning for them hiring Joe Judge. I really, not knowing anything, I thought Don Martindale from the Baltimore Ravens would probably be the guy. Right. I just was – you know, I heard, like everybody else, it was written, things went great. And you know why, too? Because I, when I watch Baltimore, I just go, okay, now what is that? Yeah. Okay, what are they doing? Right. I don't know. Right. Now, I, got, I sit on a set with a guy that coached many years defense in the NFL, Bill Cower. Bill, do you remember? Did you watch Baltimore this week? He goes, yeah. I said, what the hell was that coverage? Right. That they, and he goes, he started laughing, you know, Bill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. And it, it, so it had to be taught, and it had to be because really, truly, they were smarter than the team they were playing against, and they had them down that well where they were basically making up. And I know Chris and Paul, you've seen some of them. I mean, I see, you know, Earl Thomas do things. I go, now, did he do that, or was it planned? And, right. you know, you read. Yeah. So it was really clever. And I know I talked to Ray Lewis a lot about him because right. when this all is, and Ray Lewis, you know, listen, he doesn't, he's not a yes man, that's for sure. Yeah. And he went went off on him. Oh my God, he's awesome, and in every respect. And I just, you know, the way he said it, because he'll say negative things about coaches all the time to right. me in private, right. and. And uh, the way he said it, with the enthusiasm he did it, it just kind of thought, oh, man, I want to see this guy be a head coach. Yeah. I, you know, and that, that's probably why I thought it kind of slanted me and affected me where I was thinking maybe the Giants would hire him and I would, you know, been excited if they would. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's so tough. These jobs come open. They hire guys for whatever reason. But there's so many people. And – uh, I always want to say Wink because it's hard. Wink Martindale. Yeah. You know, he deserves a head job in the NFL. No he has proven it. that right. he can coach. And there's one still open. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is. Yeah, there is one still so, open. And there's, there's, you know, there's other guys. You know, when, and, and not just to get into that, this yeah. issue, but Eric Bieniemy. I watch, you know, I'm crazy this way sometimes. I watch Eric Bieniemy 
during Chief games. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Because I want to see what he's doing, and right. he's always talking. He is. He's great. Yeah. He's great with the players. He's great. In those, the few times I've heard him mic'd up on the sidelines and things like that, the message he gives to the offense and things, I'm always like, man, that is the proper message. Like, mm-hmm. way to go. And I see Andy Reid asking him and talking to him. They right. both be on their mics, and I can see them standing by each other, and they're talking. And I can see Andy Reid, you know, and I just go, man, he has got to be a bigger part of this whole thing than we give him credit for. Definitely. But, you know, that's disappointing because I don't think anybody interviewed him thinking they were going to hire him. So that's a little disappointing. Uh, And and the other one that I know pretty well, he had one chance at a head coach was Leslie Frazier. Yeah. You know, up in Minnesota. He didn't do like a bad job, Mm -hmm. but, you know, sometimes you get thrust in these jobs or whatever. It's tough. And, and, Everybody goes, oh, it's a retread. Well, you know, what's the answer to the retread? Well, the greatest coach ever is a retread. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, because the job, I hear it from everyone when I was doing games, every new coach, and they all would say the same thing, the new coach. You know, I want to get more involved in the offense, but, man, you know, it's just it's just constant. Every hour there's another problem. Yeah. And i got to take time out to deal with this problem. That pro- and so, so you cannot prepare for – that kind of situations that come up, and as a first-time coach, that's why the second time around, you're more ready and you do a better job because you just got more information in your head. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, hey, go ahead. What did you say, Paul? I was just listening to your dad talk yeah. about the giant situation, right. Joe Judge. One thing I've read a lot, Phil, and you know, and thought myself as well. All the naysayers about Joe Judge who say, well, he was the Patriots receivers coach, and the Patriots receivers were a big problem. Uh, a big part of the reason they didn't go as far as they wanted to this year. What's your response to that? Well, then I, I don't know. That I guess Joe Judge just can't make people faster and catch the ball better. I, you know, I don't know. How do you do that? Or make the quarterback <laughs> throw to them? I mean, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah. But that's my answer to it. Come on, let's be serious. I yep. watched the Patriots almost every week on tape, mm-hmm. and and I watched this pass game already against Tennessee Titans. And okay, you, you listen. If you're going to get think you're going to get a head football coaching job because what you did with that receiver group, you're not going to do it when you're coaching the Patriots. Right now. No. And yeah. that's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I kind of played it off for quite a bit of the year. Then Antonio Brown, then Josh Gordon. I think, okay, it's all going to work and all that. But as it got closer to the end and competition got better, yeah. it just magnified everything right. with mm-hmm. the New England offense. And we saw what it turned out to be especially the last couple of weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, hey, he was he was a receivers coach. He was still the special teams coach there. Yeah, special they, teams they coach They won too. games with yep. special teams, right? They did a really good job there. The receiver thing was new to him, too. Right. And, well, the receiver job, you know yeah. all he was doing was probably mimicking everything Josh McDaniels was telling exactly to tell right. him. Exactly right, exactly so, right. Yes, yes, and Dad said it. There wasn't great talent at the receiver position. Right. You know, and then, too, uh, you know, again, everybody can continue to dance around this subject. The quarterback's 42, and he's just not that great anymore, and people mm-hmm. need to just start swallowing that pill. Nobody wants to accept it yet, but it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If Tom Brady was still a top-10 quarterback, New England would have already assured everybody that Tom Brady's back next year. Yeah. But he's not in their eyes, nor should he be if you're studying the game. Like People got to get over it. I'm sick of this fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. Last thing I'll say, too. <laughs> okay, I'm sick of it. I, I'm so I'm blue in the face for like this Well, you, you know, listen, it's you can't nobody, tell people. You can't tell and, them. And, and, here, here was the answer as I talked to somebody as I had this argument yesterday. 
and not quite as uh, direct as my son did, but I just go, well, you know what? Let's put great receivers around him, get a great offensive line, get two good, really, really good running backs, and get three tight ends, and then get the best play caller. I'm going to tell you what, he's going to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then who I said it to started laughing. He goes, okay, I got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just, yeah, I mean, we don't do this. You don't do it about other quarterbacks. And, well, I guess we do to a degree. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you do it because, but, but there's guys out there, you know, and just for a little example, Kirk Cousins, yes, he's got Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and it's all good. But when they drop back to pass, you've got to hold your breath. And why? Because are they going to protect him? Do they have enough drop back passing game to give him all the opportunities to be one of those great guys and all that? Right. And the answer is no. No, they don't. They don't. Right. And, and every time he dropped be. back against New Orleans, I was expecting him, and he knows. I can tell just by watching him and everything. He knows, get back, read it, get rid of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's coming. And that what I mean by that, you're going to get smashed. Yeah. And when the Green Bay Packers just overran the Minnesota Vikings, you're like, wow, I never looked at Green Bay as a team that just can overpower you. And they did. And that's. Just one of the reasons why I thought, hey, if I had to put all my money yeah. on one game this past weekend, right. it Me was too. New Orleans over Minnesota. No so, doubt. No doubt. Son, your inheritance is gone. Uh, Sorry. Gone. So, <laughs> all right. I guess I'll keep working. Um, all right, Dad. You the man. I appreciate it. Last One last note, too. This is a crazy thing about the Giants hiring. I had yeah. a little birdie tell me this, all right? Yep. Matt Rule informed the Giants on Monday night that Carolina had made this offer, right? Mm-hmm. He let them have a chance to, to um, match it. Yep. I also know that the Giants told Wink Martindale in Baltimore, listen, if this Matt Rule thing falls through, you're going to be our guy. And somewhere in between, whether it's a Joe Judge interview and they were that impressed, that, that changed and they right. decided to go with Joe Judge. But I have that on pretty good, huh. uh, pretty good accord. Is that the proper way? Accord? Accord? Right? I know what you're saying. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean. I got it from somebody who knows somebody shit. Trust, all right, yeah. so just listen to me. All right. <laughs> all well, right. you know what? Everything you're saying – um, I've already heard too. Yeah, and uh, so it, there, there, there has to be something there, you right. know. And you and I don't talk to the same people. No, we don't. So I talk to older, educated people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Paul. Good man, talking Dad. to you, man. You, you guys feel... have a great day. All right, Dad. You the man. I'll All talk right, to see you, man. See you. All right, Bye. be good. Bye. All right, that's it, everybody. That's uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned. That's going to be the audio version for this week. That's all we got for you. Everything else is going to be visual because me and Paul are so handsome. <laughs> they, you need to go to youtube.com slash NBC Sports. Well done. This is where we're going to do a bunch of videos on all four matchups, all right? And we're going to break down some little nuanced things. So if you like X's and O's and want to know some of the bread and butter concepts on both sides of the ball for these teams, check that out. Uh, you know I love to do that. And Paul's awesome because he challenges me and knows a lot about the sport too and he'll ask questions and all that so uh for everybody out there we got the picks podcast thursday with florio the pftpm uh, unbuttoned collaboration that's all i got for you everybody be good be out uh be safe out there and like i said check out the youtube.com slash nbc sports yeah, i think you'll like these videos if you uh like x's and o's and like in-depth football talk paul that was my best podcast i said like four you, words you were yeah. phenomenal thank you very phenomenal. much phenomenal yeah. pay raise Peace. We're out. Cha-ching. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.